Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. And hi, I'm Joe Quazala. I am from the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast. Ah, uh, yes, I think I've heard of that uh, on, on Pantheon Podcast Network. Is that right? That is absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> and we're probably both using the uh, AKG microphones and headsets too, I think. I got to be real with you. I have a co-host, and I, I let her have oh, the AKG, right. and uh, I'm jealous because that yeah. thing is cool looking and always sounds really good. Yep, uh, and it's uh, by uh, Harmon Audio, so we really appreciate them uh, handing these out to yeah, uh, uh, pretty much everyone on the network. <laughs> yeah, I think at so. least every, every one show. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, one, per, one per show. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, thanks so much, Joe, for coming on. I, I, I really love your show. Uh, oh, thank you. I, I, if you know, gosh, if you hadn't been doing it, maybe I would have eventually thought of it. <laughs> to, oh, is that right? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've definitely been a big follower of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame most of my life. Uh, or I mean, most most of the time it's been going on mm-hmm. uh, for many years now since the eighties. Um, but yeah, that's it's a great show, and uh, I really thank you. Uh, suggest everyone uh, check it out. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, like right now, especially uh, is yeah, right. A really fertile the time. In, betw- the in between times. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. This Waiting. is we we spend a lot of time uh, in the off season, you know, just talking about artists. But it's very cool when the nominee list is out, when the ballot is out, and there's all these artists that we can talk about specifically who might get inducted. And so that's a really cool and exciting time. Well, I really thank you for coming on for this minute here. Uh, it's minute 86, and it starts with Jan telling William it will be a cover story. Yeah. And ends with the band being nearly silenced by William's news. Yeah. Uh, you've got Jan, uh, who, you know, was one of the people yeah. who founded the Rock and Roll Hall <laughs> right. of Fame and, you know, was the chairman up until very recently. Uh, so, yeah, he's... Uh, he, I love the opening tableau. You got Jan Winter. You got Ben Fong Torres. They're both on the phone. You've got Rain Wilson in the background looking at a book that says art on it. Yeah. Extremely big letters. Yeah, huge That's letters the, the of title. art on, on the, yeah. And then there looks to be uh, a picture of John Lennon, which I imagine was a, a Rolling Stone cover. And then we have, is that the fact checker? Is that yeah, the, the Al- Allison, the fact checker, Allison, the fact checker <laughs> sitting. Yeah. Sitting down there. And I is, I'm curious if, is Aaron Foley the, yeah, yeah she's a comedian who I think I've met once or twice. Yeah. I, I was going to guess that you might've met her. I don't know if you met rain, but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I do not com- comedy circles, but uh, yeah, right. That's I, I was kind of surprised because I have not seen this movie in a long time. I think probably the last time I saw it was before I ever even did stand up. And, okay. you know, I've, I've yeah. been doing stand up for like 13 years. Wow. <clears throat> so I like a face like that. But Almost Famous is, I think, interesting because there are a ton of comedy people throughout the movie in small parts. You know, I mean, the biggest oh, yeah. part, obviously, is Jimmy Fallon as their manager. You know, a, a rare Jimmy Fallon yeah. acting role, right? <laughs> when we thought maybe he was going to be a movie star. Uh, but then you also get like uh, Mark Marin screaming Lock the oh, Gates, yeah. which I think people who listen to his podcast maybe don't even know that like that is – it's uh, in the intro to his, his show, but it's a quote – it's directly lifted from, from Almost oh, yeah. Famous. And uh, there's a comedian named Nick Swardson who plays like a, a David Bowie fan. A, a lot they, of them seem to him and uh, Eric Stone street there. 
in, in yeah. ho- hotel lobbies, I've pointed out. Yeah. <laughs> it I, seems like, why, why are the comedians all, all in hotel <laughs> lobbies usually? But they're not. It's, like you said, Marin and Aaron Foley here. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. And you've, you've got Mitch Hedberg. I don't think he has any lines, yeah. but he's... Uh, well, well, and he did. We could barely hear him a little bit. We So he covered this just, it was a few months ago, a few weeks ago now, um, where he's talking about a donkey dick, about donkey dicks being funny. Great. You can just hear that a little bit in the theatrical cut. <laughs> then there's the untitled, extended, forty plus minutes long, longer. Um, oh wow! Where where he you just hear just there's just a little bit more back and forth between him and the other guy. I forget. I can't remember who the other guy is at this point. But interesting. And then you 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 get a decent amount of comedic actors like Jay Baruchel or yeah, the right, aforementioned yeah. Rain Wilson. Sure. Yeah. But I think what's interesting, uh, like Jason Lee, does not do a lot of straight drama but this is probably his unless i'm mistaken like one of his biggest drama movie roles well and the next closest i think too would be the follow-up to this for cameron crow especially at least is uh vanilla sky oh shit yeah i I forgot that jason lee was even in that that's it's not as big a part i don't think as this is i mean even though this isn't necessarily the biggest part i mean it's it's you got he's a front man of the band you know yeah so that's uh yeah, it's it's the casting choices are are certainly interesting. Yeah, and we also have uh, coming up. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's in both cuts, but it's at least in the in the director or in, yeah in the director's untitled cut, um in a in a taxi cab and just like about three minutes from now I think, um the real Jan Winner, <laughs> oh uh, wow. in the back, of, back of a cab, um and and I think a lot of people just don't realize who, what he looks like, and this guy isn't necessarily trying to. I mean, I, I think he's probably trying to look a little bit like him, but they're not going to extensive efforts to, you yeah, know, yeah. any kind of you know appendages or anything. Yeah, any that's kind funny. Of like extra makeup. A big sign that says "Yawn," hanging around <laughs> his neck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but we'll get to that when we do. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the amount of comedians and and you know, uh, even so, even this guy playing Yawn winner here. You know, they didn't have him play himself. <laughs> of course, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's a period piece. Like, it's, it's, you know, this is what... 20, 27 years off. <laughs> exactly, right. How can you... Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's, he's definitely looking at looking at his IMDb right now. I, I know I looked through it a little bit prior, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a whole bunch to talk about. It's... Yeah, I didn't recognize the actor. I didn't recognize, uh, you know, yeah, I didn't recognize Jan. I didn't recognize the guy playing Ben Fogg Torres either. Uh, yeah. Do we know if the uh, if Aaron Foley's role if that is a real person? Um, I I don't know. Yeah, I, at least Rain, Rain is yeah. Rain's David right, Felton, right? right? Sure. Yeah, David Felton. Even, even though I mean, you know, we, we a lot of times kind of I think some people even on the show we had a little confusion at one point uh, uh, with um, Hunter S. Thompson being being like is this like a replacement for Hunter S. Thompson because he's got the cigarette the longer extended cigarette oh and, interesting you know, but apparently they both I guess they both did that <laughs> <laughs> it was the thing to do was, at the yeah, time right. um, I don't know which which one got it from the other maybe <laughs> but yeah um, it was just in the air yeah right um, but yeah you know, yeah, and Aaron Foley, she's definitely going to get some more lines coming up. I think she might have had just one line previous, and what minute that was, I can't quite recall right now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she, you know, she, she's definitely right now. It's just the two of them. You know, they're silent throughout this whole scene from last minute into this minute. But uh, it's it's a uh, Jan and Ben are the ones that are now talking this minute. That's for sure. 
right talking about the mojo right which is which is funny uh i i had not actually i had not heard of that and i is well it i mean fake? essentially it's 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 an it's an earlier day fax machine you yeah it's the idea um the mojo wire yeah interesting yeah and then so the, and then of course the funny the funny bit is that you know it actually it transmits <laughs> one page yeah eight, 18 one page, minutes 18 right minutes, yeah like, that kind of thing in uh, movies in old movies where it's like yeah. They're so uh, aware, like mm-hmm. that we are watching it now. That that thing of like you watch a Bill and Ted movie or like any movie where they time travel or it takes place in the past, and someone's mm-hmm. like, "No, no one's ever." Or John Lennon, yeah. no one's ever going to know your name. And you're, well, that's, you I mean, know, that's that's the whole uh, funny one of the funniest bits, you know, you know, concerning the time travel in, in Back to the Future near the beginning when yes. when Marty's first met Doc and they're talking about the presidents. Yeah, right. It's like that kind of shit. Ronald Reagan, the actor. Yeah, it's funny, but then you hear it so many times, and just like, okay, I get it. (laughs) They don't know; (laughs) they exist in the past. We get it. Um, but uh, yeah, this you know, it's it's kind of crazy, you know, that that uh, yeah, they're they're wanting him to give them everything he's got at this point. Uh huh. And and along with along with his notes, and as far as we last saw William, I mean he's not doing well. I mean he's got this all these scraps of paper, and that even comes back into play for something that Aaron uh-huh. Foley's character says. <laughs> so okay, so at this point they're like, all right, you've had enough time to get all the things you need. Uh, come on back, finish the story. And he hasn't really been. Has he not really been uh, focusing? Has he just been partying? Is that the idea? Uh, I mean, that's certainly. I mean, that's certainly Ben's uh, concern at one at the one point when he calls and and uh, um, uh, yeah, Sapphire answers. There, there. It's after I right see, after the, the flowering scene and and Sapphire answers. They're they're in bed together essentially. And uh, damn, and he and he grabs the phone William. from her like, "What are you doing?" Answering, <laughs> talking to Ben. Uh, okay, because yeah, and I, it, I it practically does screw him up. You know, ah, you got to be careful. He recovers uh, <laughs> with with what uh, with with what uh, Lester Bangs told him, and he thankfully wrote down on his hand, so he would have it in the an emergency 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 case like that. Right. He was okay. Be able to tell him, uh, t- tell Ben the uh, uh, think think piece. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, they and then they go to uh, they go to Max's or we yeah. cut to Max's Kansas mm-hmm. City, which is a real historic place. I did not know that uh, I had never never seen the Max's Kansas City sign where it says oh, yeah. mm-hmm. steak, lobster, chickpeas. <laughs> it's a it's a weird the way it's constructed is very strange because it's like all right, the, if you just read it normally, you would read it steak, chick, lobster, peas, right? Oh, okay, yeah. If you're going left to right, yeah, right, up and down. But then you're like, okay, steak. And if you go still though. If it's chickpeas, then it should be steak lobster, which also doesn't make any yeah. sense. Also, I guess it, it's supposed to be funny, right, that they're advertising uh-huh. chickpeas, which are basically, you know, <laughs> you know, they're beans. Like you wouldn't put that. Is yeah, is that you, the cheeky little thing? Yeah, you you have you have an a a level, you know, entree, you know, right. steak, a level yeah. entree lobster, and then, and then your chickpeas. side of chickpeas. They are, um, they're to die for. They're. They're killer chickpeas. Well, I I just put into Google. I put Max's Kansas City uh, yeah. chickpeas, and it said chickpeas recipe. Wow. So I, maybe it's maybe that's real that the chickpeas are. Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, and and so, uh, so let let's go to my deleted scene, which I think I mentioned uh, to you that. Uh, so it's it's the entrance into it. So we have you have the same shot here uh, of, of uh-huh. the sign, but then it cuts to um, uh, William trying to get in, and and a couple bouncers there, and the bouncers have shirts on. So I was reading the sh- the shirts a lot better, and those are in a single line going across. So it's much more clearly steak and lobster and chickpeas there. Um, okay, well. good, good, yeah, a not, good not clarification steak, or lobster peas. Um, but uh, and gosh, I you know I was trying to look through IMDb and figure out some like some of these you know the guys the people that have lines in the deleted scenes, which you know there are in IMDb. There's listings for people that are from the. Uh, director's cut um oh, interesting i i, I want to quickly say i found a new york times article about max's and okay. i guess they had dried chickpeas that were always on every table so that was like oh, a mainstay okay. yeah. it's and, almost like the peanuts for what five yeah guys yeah exactly or, or pretzels or whatever yeah. uh and i guess they weren't good and people used to throw them so like that was ah. maybe the main thing of like <laughs> It was a known thing. If someone like kind of sucked, you would throw the the chickpeas at them on stage. So there you have it. Yep. So yeah, you're you're so this your uh, the uh, deleted scene happens right here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It cuts from this some viewing the sign, and we hear um, as you know. Actually, I think it's over the sign. Um, uh, one of the bouncers saying, as soon as a couple of people leave, I can fit you right in. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the bouncer to William says, excuse me, you got an ID. Uh-oh. William is, says very quietly, I, I, I almost thought he didn't say it after I looked at the dialogue that I, find, I found online somewhere. I found this dialogue mm-hmm. um, uh, all transcribed out. But he, William says back to him, uh, no thanks, I'm fine. <laughs> so it's one Funny. of those. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you didn't understand what he was saying. Apparently, <laughs> it could be too loud or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know, so the bouncer's starting to show some gruff and saying, "No, he can't enter." Um, but Dennis Hope, thankfully, Jimmy Fallon's character comes in and says, "Hey, man, he's cool. He's cool." Thank God for Jimmy Fallon. And the bouncer knows him. You know, hey, Dennis, how you, how you doing? You know, perfect. He's in, baby. He's a little, yeah. Um, so then when William gets in, uh, we see, you know, and another crazy thing about this, this, this deleted scene is, is there's a music difference, a song difference. So in what you end, what we end up hearing, if when we get to it, uh, will be, um, uh, um, wishing well by free. Right. 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 Yeah. So what we're hearing here is one of the lesser known Stillwater songs that aren't, I'm pretty sure isn't used upon anywhere else in the movie. It's it's it was released. I'm pretty sure this is one of the ones that were released. At least I have it. I got somehow back when I started the show. Uh, Chance, <laughs> of, Chance upon you. Um, oh, okay. Uh, uh, probably released through uh, Cameron's uh, website, The Uncool. So it was not on the soundtrack, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's only the one one the one song, Fever Dog. You know, is the obvious choice. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the for the uh, official album soundtrack, what have you. Um, so, so that song is playing throughout this whole, all the way into when they're sitting at the table, you know, it's even in the background then. Um, Damn. And they cut it. So, yeah. So yeah, no wishing well, uh, in the theatrical cut, unfortunately. 
um, by a by a pretty good band, Free. Uh, you know, I think um, what, oh, what's that huge one for them that we all know? Oh, all right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Free is like one of those bands that's pretty good. When you like look into it, you're not really gonna discover free songs in the wild that yeah. much. Mm-hmm. You know, the band that they kind of spawned, uh, Simon Kirk and Paul Rogers, the drummer and the singer famously went on to start Bad Company, which was a much more famous band and has, you know, a lot of foundational, uh, I would say filler uh, classic rock songs. Like if you put on the classic rock station, you know, that's the stuff that is always playing. Nobody, they're nobody's favorite band, but they are, uh, (laughs) they're just all, they're a mainstay of that radio format. Um, And we even had the uh, Simon Kirk from, free and i even it, it, when i had the script i even put in bad company i think even though i did a slash for some reason i put you know but uh, uh that estrella star says uh in minute 41 <laughs> oh she references simon yeah because he was apparently by the pool when they were in a hotel when they, oh when, when, well, when, when well william was first with the girls in a hotel room and one of them threw their bra off and landed on his <laughs> on his lap when he's just, Very, sitting there, just sitting there trying to read the phone book or something i forget what he was rock and roll lifestyle <laughs> yeah so you get everybody in this scene like you i th- it feels like you, you get a shot at jimmy fallon i had forgotten what he looks like in this movie very funny yeah. very funny haircut uh you know really stylizing him up and then uh, th- I've got to imagine some of these. I mean, it goes by pretty quickly. Do you know? Like, obviously, you see Jason Lee and you, you see Billy Crudup. Um, but do you know who is? Are these characters you see before or again? Like the the woman who is writing on a notepad next to the the guy in sunglasses. Well, yeah, and she is. I'm pretty sure she is. Uh, she's noted as. Uh, Max's Kansas City waitress because she's saying something something fish you can barely it's pretty unintelligible but there's something I there see. okay yeah um, yeah she's uncredited writer, yeah and okay. so Lily Scortis Ayers I'm yeah sure shout out to shout waitress. out to Lily <laughs> one discernible word of a line uh-huh yeah it's interesting because I I it, that that's got to be it she's got to be a waitress but yeah it's so funny the way she's like, she seems so casual and she's like leaning against the yeah, wall. Right. I was like, is she also a, a Rolling Stone reporter? <laughs> Cause she looks, she, yeah. And do we know who that guy is? The, with the long, is he just an extra? Are they both kind of extras? Do you think? Well, so that is, um, uh, uh Larry, the bass player. Larry. Oh, okay. Okay. Do yeah, we really I, th- throwing a dart? I believe. Is yeah. You'll have to remind me duh, yeah. in, in the movie. Like we obviously, Jason Lee and Billy Crudup get a lot of lines and we know yeah, their characters' right. names and stuff. The other members of the band, do we really uh, like get much from them yeah. at all? I mean, he has a few lines like, like uh, let's just go get some barbecue. <laughs> I think probably okay, some, some, real, some real uh, <laughs> yeah. pivotal stuff. Yes, right. And, and then <laughs> it's, it's Silent Ed. And we only get the one line throughout the whole movie, including the director's cut too. And that's on the, uh, the, the, the airplane scene. Which, just so you know, if you're on a plane, Joe... <laughs> You won't see on a plane. Oh, is that? Because oh, they of, take that. Yeah, because it's a yeah. it's a potential of, crash. They think it's right. going to crash. One of them right. says they're gay, right? Yep. Yeah, that, that's that's Silent Ed, as I've come to call him. I don't know that anyone else has called him Silent yeah. before, but 
Interesting. I'm looking at the uh, the actors. So, I mean, the guy who plays Ed on IMDb doesn't even have a picture. Right. John, yeah. John Fedovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's, okay. So half the band is actors, except Jeff, or, uh, Jeff, Jason Lee. He apparently really did have some pretty good, you know, some some could, music chops, some, okay. some guitar playing uh, skills. So, I mean, that's that's certainly why they give him like a guitar and have him sing um, um, uh, something in the air. Um, in a uh, hotel room at one point, you know, uh, and, he, and he and he sings this, you know, uh, in the very next minute, uh, the I'm uh, on the cover of Rolling Stone. Did you know that this John Fedovich guy who plays Silent Ed, re- he reprises his role as Silent Ed <laughs> in Vanilla Sky? No, I don't think. I if you that. go to his IMDb, wow. he doesn't have very many. Okay, uh, yeah. He doesn't have very many um, roles. He has three credits. And the first one is almost famous as Ed Valancourt. In Vanilla Sky, he is credited as Silent Ed Valancourt. Oh man. Wow. Oh cool. and then he's in he's in I'm Shot sure I Girl. That, so I must have it from there. Yeah. As Hot Tears band member. He I wonder if he is <laughs> yeah, another a, band member. So, so he so yeah, so that's that's where I was getting to is he yeah. is really a drummer. Okay. Um, so Larry Fellows here is played by Mark Kozlek, who is um, uh, the main member for two bands, uh, Red House Painters and um, Sun Kill Moon. Um, oh, very so, cool. So he's playing yeah. a bass player here, but he's really a multi-instrumentalist and, and yes. singer. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he has, like I said, he has a few lines, but nothing really too pivotal. I mean, there's there's like one other maybe later on. So we'll, we'll get to that. They, uh, he's also in Vanilla Sky and Shop Girl. Oh, so, wow, the, those, wow. Those guys oh, are together. in three movies wow. together it's very fun i just never had the two tabs open at the same time i guess for them man dude the, the, the things it reveals it's it's pretty wild <laughs> wow um so but uh, um so i'm i'm still though technically in the lead scene because so we, there, there's some weird just some some shots you know of the overall area you know kind of here roughly right after he gets in and then at the very end before we, it cuts back to the normal rest of the scene. But, uh-huh. um, so, so he's just walking around a little bit and he's standing there and, um, uh, Palicia comes up behind him. You see from the camera shot, looking at his face and behind him comes Palicia and she puts her hands over his eyes <laughs> and, uh, classic, classic joking around move. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she calls him Opie. Um, which you know is, is yeah. really, you know, bad now because of the deflowering and, and that's, uh, in, in my mind, it's just because we we really delve deep into into that and the more recent uh, uh, trading selling of the groupies. Yeah, know, that's not good. The, yeah, I was watching an episode yeah. of Entourage out of uh, curiosity, yeah. and uh, yeah, the very casual being like, "Hey, this woman will this woman will go suck your dick." Thing it it oh, it feels very sel- yeah. sex trafficky and feels. Very uh, gross. It feels like a tacit endorsement of of the lifestyle and the abuse, and it's really, yeah. I think at the very least, what Almost Famous has is it's a period piece. So you know, not unlike Mad Men, you can be like, okay. well, that's yeah. that's a representation of what it was at the time. At any rate, it is wow. never comfortable to uh, to watch. Yeah. Um. So Palicia says to him, "I'm going to England with Deep Purple, and we leave in an hour." <laughs> There's a little bit of pause. Don't forget me, okay. Um, is this in the deleted scene? Yeah, right. Okay. She, she says it's all happening. So I'm gonna Perfect. Credit, get, making, making sure I get that credited. Put a, uh, put a, put a check mark. <laughs> put a tally. Yep. Uh, but I must vamoosh. Ah, uh, yes. And she I gives him a 
somewhat long kiss, <laughs> probably trying to do some open mouth. I don't know if William is reciprocating much because she kind of comes off it as a, you know, as like, uh, <laughs> that, that was weird, you know, and he's, yeah, he's right. got this really straight face, like no smile, no frown, nothing, just, and and then she actually gives him an additional little peck. <laughs> Man. Um, and then and then she leaves. They, and, and, and as she's walking away, it's kind of cutting back and forth a little bit. And she kind of gives a slight wave, and he slight waves back. Um, so then the very last the very last thing is, is that Dennis comes over to William then. He says, hey, the enemy. So we get a two-for-one here, um, because I'm also trying to keep count of that, too. <laughs> um, how many times referring William to William as the yeah. enemy. Yep. yep, and even by himself, too. I'm pretty sure I have that, uh, because we had that one just a couple minutes ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's talking with Penny in the in the uh, parking lot forest area, um, uh, hey the enemy, we got a table right there. Come on, they're all look- they're all looking for you. <laughs> they're very interested in him for some mm. reason, mm. you know, in this deleted scene. But yeah. you know, it's it's definitely it it. I I think I guess it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't make sense, but <laughs> it, it's probably a good reason to cut. You know, it's yeah. You know I mean, what? Ultimately, yeah. I don't think we're gonna miss it. Yeah, we're, we're going to get a little bit more of, uh, you know, uh, I think in the next minute or two, a little bit of the Plexia leaving with Deep Purple, you know, so. Sad. And, and there's and there's other, you know, of the of the Band-Aids that come back at different points. Uh, there's definitely a very special moment for the special guests I have on, um, hopefully, uh, for uh, Sapphire later, mm. a little bit later on. Cool. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, so we're coming back out of that deleted scene. And it's, yeah, the ordering, you know, it's just the background stuff of, you know, at, at this restaurant with, with yes. this, apparently a dartboard and waitress ordering. It's, but, it's busy as hell. There's yeah. a, It's bustling. It's yeah, hustling. Right. Yeah, some of those crowd shots in that deleted scene. I mean, there's there's some people that are a little, little too, I mean, we had the David Bowie kind of, you know, ziggy, you know, a little bit glammy. You, you got know, a lot of wigs, even, even a, a lot of vis- a lot of right, visible but, wigs. But yeah, in, in the in, in there's definitely shot. more of that of of you know, an, an open shirts, you know, kind oh, of. Yes. I mean, by, oh, by, yes. by by guy and you know, in a wig and sitting around. Um, but uh, uh, so William makes the announcement. Yeah, he, he can't get their attention because you know yeah. they don't care. They're rock and rollers, and he's just a little fucking kid. But he eventually he's got the news that you know will change their career. Potentially, mm-hmm. but but there's this a little little I I have it I have it in my transcript I think I shared with you unknown mm-hmm. I someone saying I subscribe to the magazine, so <laughs> you know is this is this cut out of place here just a little bit I mean it's just a little background yeah you know, an ADR probably yeah. done in post production and uh, Jeff Jeff replies after William says you're gonna be on the cover of Rolling Stone Jeff replies are you serious the cover of Rolling Stone and we made it together you know like now is is that a they, reference they, because the yeah. billy crudup had been kind of the one that the media and like the stuff were pushing and then he wants it to be like a band unit is that the idea i think there definitely is this aspect of the media pushing i mean it's it's william as the media has been pushing for he he's the interview he 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 feels like he needs the most the first possibly or i mean he he does at points certainly talks to other band members, but he often um, earlier on was hesitant about going, you know, going into a lot more with, I think some of the other band members because he wanted Uh to really talk with Russell first. Um, And, and, 
you know, there, there's the t-shirt scene where, yeah, okay, so there's someone in, you know, not necessarily, certainly not Dick that did it, apparently. It sure seems like, I mean, because he's so pissed that he has to deal with the ramifications of Jeff's problem with the t-shirt, um, with, with all, all the rest of the right, guys right. fuzzy in the background, what have you, blurry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, I mean, you know, there was, there was a scene where Russell was telling William you know, when it was just the two of them off to the side, you know, that uh, he's surpassed them, you know, musically. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you know, so so there is this tension, this feeling that is out there. But Jason sure. Lee, is a, he, he wants to reiterate that they did it together, yeah, and that's right. the way it should be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's definitely more to that next minute, which I, unfortunately, I won't even be <laughs> going into. Um There'll, there'll be sure. something special next week. Interesting, uh, interesting, this, interesting. This, this listeners. Is end, this is the end of March <laughs> when, when when this is coming out. Down okay, yeah, yeah. Before we started, Joe. But, okay, uh, yeah. okay. There, interesting. In, in the movies by minutes groups, there's been known to be some shenanigans. Oh, okay. Well, around, around everyone... the beginning of April? What does that mean? Hmm. <laughs> some sort of f- f- fooling yeah. day. Yeah. But right. who's who's to say what that is? We'll just have to stay tuned. Uh, and then our final moment is is Billy Crudup giving about to shake his hand, yeah. right? That's yeah. our. That's, more, let's, that's let's see we, if William reciprocates that. <laughs> yeah, next week, tune in. <laughs> Does he shake his hand? Wait, William says no. I won't shake your hand. You're an asshole. You fool! I don't care for right. you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to. I mean, like this. I have something that you may know, you may not, but it could potentially ruin the movie for you uh and it's about billy crudup and i don't know if you want me to if you want me to just go ahead and say it or if you if you'd rather i i don't yeah let's let's go on on. it's it's okay if if the deflowering rape (laughs) did not ruin the movie for me then i can't imagine billy all right here's what it is billy crudup is the voice in the MasterCard commercials. Ouch. <laughs> so if anytime you hear Billy Crudup talk yeah. in any movie, you can hear it. Cause that's like one of the most, yeah. to me, like prominent voiceover commercials. Like, you know, uh, a hot dog with, with extra mustard, uh, $5, a large soda, $4 and 23 cents tickets to the home opener of the Yankees uh, you know, $120 getting to spend time with your kid priceless. Yep. Like now listen to Billy Crudup talk in almost famous. You're going to be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's the exact same voice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I at least highly suspected it. I don't know that I ever actually researched it out, but yeah. I, so that's, that's always been I, in the back I, of my head. Yeah. I hate to do that. And I, I, I hope it doesn't ruin the experience for you or anybody, but that is something that I can't get out of my head. When I see Billy Crudup on screen and talk, so I guess I'm just passing along the curse. Well, and Billy Crudup is, is as, as if you might have noticed the, the my little plug that I that I, off, I always do. I always go back and forth between my two other shows, uh, Watchmen Minute. So he's he's yeah, the, that's, he's you're, one you're, of the few to connective tissues. Apparently, you're doubling, think, doubling yeah. up. You're double up Crudup. Yeah. So my next one is going to be another Crudup movie. What is it going to be? Uh, the uh, uh, Spotlight. <laughs> Spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> What else has he done? Um, you know, they, no. they, he almost was Batman. He was in Ooh. talks like back in like when they eventually went with Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. And he would have been, he would have been a good Bruce Wayne, but you know, obviously Christian Bale I, was great. Well, there were, okay, I'm pretty sure this, 
oh, was this was it this show of mine or was I guessing on someone's where I think one of the extras or not extras, but you know, uh, 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 lower dialogue actors in this from a couple few minutes ago, not too long ago, from the support like they, supporting cast. They were yeah, they were almost. Oh wait, it might have been. It might have been. It was. It was. It's 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 a guy that plays John Winner. Oh my God, this, he was he was E I E I O N Bailey. I don't know how you say that first name E I O N. Uh huh. Yeah. I, yeah. Yawn maybe. Um, maybe well, maybe it's pronounced yawn. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, that would be. <laughs> That'd be fucking nuts. But yeah, I just saw it today. I like I just was scrolling past and I saw some movie that had like two Taylors in it, but the the, the second Taylor I think was like had a U T A U. Why? You, I don't know so I think it's I think it's pronounced either Owen or Ian. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like there's there's no way to tell. At any rate, was what was he almost? What well, were Luke, you... also Christian Bale, Batman. Oh, so he was in the he was in the damn mix. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So so Billy, Ian, Ian, and <laughs> Christian. Holy shit! That's isn't that something? A trifecta of Batman. Well, not in this minute, but two of two of them. In. <laughs> Yeah, he, oh my God. Wow. All the Batman <laughs> you could ever want. Yep. Um, I think we're winding down. Do you have anything cool. else you you know, I dropped the I dropped the crude up uh, Mastercard yeah. bomb. That was like mm-hmm. the big thing uh, I wanted to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we uh, want to transition now to uh, the, the 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 bigger question, probably that that we're going to get a little more out of. I think uh, uh, of the uh, four bands that make up Stillwater. I'd, I'd like to hear uh, your your personal personal favorite ish, whatever you know, however kind of you want to judge it. Uh, ranking uh, favorite to least favorite, or vice versa. Let us know that too. Yes. But, uh, so the four bands are that ma- that make up Stillwater. I don't know if I just said uh-huh. Almond um, Brothers. Mm-hmm. Eagles, okay, Led Zeppelin, and Leonard yes. Skinner. Okay, great. Uh, all bands that are great. Um, so it was first one you said was Almond Brothers. Yep. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my quick. You want me to do my Rock Hall rundown? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Almond Brothers were inducted into the Rock Hall in 1995. <laughs> that was the same year as Led Zeppelin. They both got in oh, wow. on their first year eligible. The Eagles were inducted, also first year eligible. 1998, though, so it would have been a few years later. And then what was the other band you said? Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Yep. Leonard Skinner had a very hard time getting the Rock Hall, yeah. and they were on the ballot maybe six or seven times. They eventually got in in 2006. Wow. And if I had to, of my personal favorites, it's Allman Brothers, I really love, but it's hard to not put Zeppelin at the yeah. top just because, like, you know, they put out so many incredible records that have. So many great songs in them, but I'm gonna go ahead and mm, I'm gonna give the edge to Zeppelin just because I like own more of their full albums, yeah. mm-hmm. and then Almond Brothers are right there below them because I think Almond Brothers, whereas like I don't necessarily find any of their albums particularly like they they don't reach the heights that the Led Zeppelin albums do. Uh, I still think you know the, some of their songs are, are like some of the best rock songs, and Dwayne Allman is you know one of the great, and Greg Allman. Like, it, yeah, I mean, I I'm not saying anything profound or new or interesting, but uh, that's my yeah. 
And I, I saw the Allman Brothers, oh, but you know, cool. uh, that would have been in like 2003 or four or something. And uh, yeah. Dickie Betts was not with them anymore. And obviously Dwayne had been, Dwayne died in like 1970. But, you know, Greg Allman was, was still alive and it was Warren Haynes and Derek Trucks were the guitar players. And that was that was really fun. Um, I think if cool. Led Zeppelin ever reunited, we would have to pay five thousand dollars for a ticket. So I don't, I don't know that that's ever going to be happening. OK. And then the last two. See, I think the Eagles get a bad rap. I think the mm-hmm. Eagles mm-hmm. are uh, often maligned unfairly. I think they made slick rock and roll. And they also, I think they also, and there was a time when that was kind of frowned upon. Like your rock had to be grungy or it had to be like a rootsy. Uh, The way that kind of Almond Brothers are, you know, but Eagles are good. And Leonard Skinner is also good. And also like, they're almost like the slick, tight version of the Almond Brothers, right? Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not really, I mean, Freebird's a long song, but they also, they put out some incredible singles that were like, very poppy and made for the radio. And I say that as a good thing. Yeah. Now I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles on that one. Uh, and then no shade to the, to the Leonard Skinner, but I'm just Eagles had fucking uh, tw- 20 great songs. And some of their, some of their stuff that's like a little more, uh, you know, not, not the huge hits like on the border, or new kid in town like those are those are some great some great songs and i love a band that has more than one singer and they they had hits with uh four five i think singers with don henley and glenn fry obviously the two big ones but joe walsh sang on a a few songs like in the city and then you get tim schmidt coming in towards the end and he has i can't tell you why and then he replaced randy meisner who did one of the great eagle songs and i love that it's not two of the main guys uh take it to the limit Oh wow! So that's my that's my yeah. my rambly breakdown yeah, thank you. Oh, no, no, of where no, I yeah. would where that's I would perfect. rank them. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Uh, and um, you, you know, just 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 to throw one other thing in there, you know, just so you know, there's there's a lot of kind of fifth Beatles type of you know like other bands, and I've been collecting a list of them too. But like the highest at, right at the start that I kind of knew about, but I just chose to not throw on. I just kept. Uh-huh. It, yeah, it, throw them at me. The, I just want to mention the one, see what you think is. Yeah. Poco. Oh, interesting. Now, the aforementioned, and, actually, and, both both Randy Meisner and Tim Schmidt were in okay. uh, Poco. And wow. the, the, I don't know if it's irony, but uh, yeah. when, when Randy Meisner left Poco to join the Eagles, uh, to start the Eagles, really, uh, Tim Schmidt replaced him in Poco. And then when Randy Meisner left the Eagles... Uh, Tim Schmidt replaced him in the Eagles, hmm. and and they they aren't in the Rock Hall, right? No, and I yeah. couldn't tell you <laughs> when, when one po- one Poco song. <laughs> yeah, you know, like right. I just exactly. they were an extremely minor band. I'm sure they they have some good songs, you know, but but, but yeah, and, it, and it's all based on. I mean, you know, that apparently is one of the one of the these bands that uh, he he went went around with, and you know, sure, so that's that's. <laughs> But there, but 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 there's others that like have been mentioned too that like well he definitely didn't hang out with them except like because they're a lot newer but except he did like for Pearl Jam I mean that yeah was, that you was know by someone 
uh, inducted in yeah. 2017, right. uh, another first year eligible induction. But like, yeah, obviously Cameron Crowe like loves yeah. Pearl Jam. He did the documentary for their 20th anniversary, and he did singles where he you know drew upon you know the Seattle scene and specifically mm-hmm. a lot of those guys. And supposedly the one way that he might have actually drawn from Pearl Jam is his little bit of time up to the, up to the creation of this movie that he he was around them is was the uh, the huddle that they that we see a couple times in the movie. Oh, interesting! Doing that kind of fairly countryish <laughs> sounding song. The, uh, yeah, well, yeah. What? So I'm not. So in Almost Famous, okay. they they do a huddle and sing a song. Yeah, and they they bring William into it too. But uh, I think both times even. That to me sounds time. like yeah. um, the way the Eagles yeah. would sing Seven Bridges okay. Road. Yeah, they used to, and it's in the the I Eagles documentary is really yeah. great. Uh, it's really long. It's like two parts, and both parts are like three hours. But I love it. <laughs> Um, because they were so petty and they, they like hate each other. Um, but what they used to do bef- to warm up before the song is they would get in a, a huddle and they would sing the song Seven Bridges Road and they'd do it a cappella. Yeah. And uh, I, one of the last singles was a live version of Seven Bridges Road. May have even been released wow. after they broke up. Cool, great, great, that's amazing. Yeah, you don't you don't know just rock hall stuff. You you have a ton of <laughs> <laughs> knowledge about. Yeah, it. I mean, you know, obviously the the things are connected. Uh, you yeah. know, knowing about rock, and then that's why I care about the rock hall. Oh yeah, that's know. true. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, we just want to hear a little bit about your history with this movie. Yeah, so um, I think I I rented it from the grocery store uh, video store. You remember when grocery stores used to have like yeah. a video store in them? I'm from Pittsburgh, so it would have been from uh, the the chain that we have there called Giant Eagle, and the video store inside Giant Eagle was called Eagle Video. And uh, I'm for sure we we got the DVD. I was must have been in high school. And we got it, and that's the only time I've seen it. <clears throat> it's possible I was in college, but or when I was like home for the holidays or or for the summer or something. But it was it had to have been when I was a teenager, and that's the only time I've watched it. And you would think I would revisit it, having having gotten like more into that type of music and like I don't know. It's that thing of like when you watch a movie when you're eighteen or sixteen, and then like you know, you're like talking 15 years later and you're like yeah i've seen almost famous but it's like not really i like don't remember anything and i can say i've seen it but like what did i retain and also as a 16 year old like i'm watching movies and i'm i go wow that was great that was my response for every movie i saw unless it was like true dog shit i didn't really have any discerning opinions about (laughs) movies it was just like "Uh uh-huh wow cool i liked it so, I mean, like, and I haven't really, like, thought, I, I, you know, I've thought about it a few, I guess, a few times uh, since, because it's, like, an interesting document, uh, and it's, uh, you know, every Cameron Crowe movie almost since then has been, like, critically mm-hmm. just fucking uh, dunked on, and that's mm-hmm. funny to me, and I wonder, you know, what it was about that story in that movie i mean obviously it's so so personal to cameron crow uh it's nearly an autobiography and and just he has he's one of those guys that it feels like he has a lifetime pass and it's feels like it's obviously there are movies before then um yeah well, that i mean the, were the, good. Yeah, the one right before this is jerry mcguire i mean that's that's what really oh yeah i mean, I mean like 
a huge yeah. success. And, you know, I actually watched Say Anything recently, and I was expecting to... Th- I was expecting it to not age well or to be pretty bad, but I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, but this feels like kind of the last gasp for Cameron Crowe. Uh, but he, th- we'll give him a million more chances, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, then you have a opportunity to tell us, well, well tell us uh, who does care about the rock hall. Oh my goodness. It's me. <laughs> I, yeah, it's mostly me and not my co-host, the kind of dynamic of my podcast it, with a, one of my good friends and a very funny fellow comedian, Kristen Suttered, is that she, you know, we've been doing this podcast for nearly three years, which is uh, crazy. But um, the dynamic is uh, for some reason, and I guess I could, it would take a long time for me to really break down what it is and why, but I know everything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and I'm like obsessed with it and I follow it year round and I get really excited about the induction ceremonies and I like want to talk about like when the nominees come out or like who gets in and all that stuff. It's like my sports. I'm not a sports guy, but the Mm -hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really to me is just a fun way to talk about. And it's a challenge to talk about music in an objective way. It's almost impossible. But, uh, you know, I found that once you you can get anyone going, uh, if you bring up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you can get anyone going. Oh, to yeah. Just like they have opinions, whether they follow it or not. So, it, it, it you know, every time these announcements happen, there's so many people just, they have a million opinions. And it felt to me like every time there was an article, or people spouting off about it. Nobody fucking knew what they were talking about. And it was like, well, there has to be a space for, like, if you want to know shit about the Rock Hall and you want people to talk about it from an informed perspective. And also, there's, you know, it's not two in the weeds. My co-host doesn't know anything, so she she's kind of the perspective of the audience. It felt like there was a, there was a place where it could live and it hadn't been done before, and it felt like the one thing that I felt like I was an authority on and it could be fun, lively conversation. And so that is what my, my show is, and we tend... You know, we have episodes that focus on a lot of different things, but we tend to do it artist-focused each episode. You know, like we just did Dionne Warwick, and we did uh, Mary J. Blige. These are artists who are new to the ballot, and we go through and we try to evaluate, again, from an objective perspective, could they get in the hall? Could it be this year? Could it be soon? Is it never going to happen? What could their induction look like? Who would induct them? All that kind of stuff, which uh, to me is an endless well of content. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and as far as Kristen goes, I, I I love it when when she realizes she's learned something. Yeah, right. Because yeah. she, if you do it, if you do it for three years, like yeah. even if you're defiantly trying not to learn anything, it's it's gonna seep in there, and a lot of it really has, and that's always very fun <laughs> for me to witness. Yeah, so that's that's great, uh, and we're both on uh, as well as my other show as well. Uh, feels like Weezer. Uh, all three of these shows are on uh, Pantheon Podcast Network. You can find them at pantheonpodcast.com. Um, and yeah, that's that's been a great experience for me. I hope I hope the same for you. And yeah, it's it's and, they're, uh, they're they're a great group of guys, and uh, they they are, are so supportive. And we're uh, over at Who Cares About the Rock Hall. We're very happy and excited to be a part of the family at Pantheon. 
Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate you making it on, making it for this minute, and maybe maybe one more down the road or something. I mean, yeah, got, for sure, these, man. It, we got it's... these crazy credits that no one has signed up for. No one is, <laughs> and I and and for the movies by minutes community, I've I've said it to some of the other people I've had on from that from that side of the uh, spectrum, and and I've mentioned maybe I wouldn't do the credits. Like, oh no! So <laughs> that's a bad thing, apparently. You know? Yeah, you do the credits, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, th- thank you for having me. I feel like this has been uh, gestating for a long time. I feel like you asked me to do yeah, this show right. probably like uh, a year, at least a year ago. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my whole schedule for this just changed dramatically when I realized uh, I don't want to put this out three times a week. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Just once a week is, is, is plenty. I think as, that's as a wise. single host, essentially. Yeah, I think that's wise. Yeah. But, uh, well, well, you know, there's there's a Star Wars Minute, guys. You kind of really kicked this off, so I'll, I'll give that little shout-out to them. Pete and Alex are great guys. Um, and uh, uh, one is of them is that Pete the retailer? That's right. Okay. Have you, have you met or just I have just met Pete the retailer yeah, because cool. I've done I've done a podcast called right. uh, Allison Rosen is yeah. your best new best friend, and he's he sometimes uh, is the audio yeah. engineer on that show, That's and right. I, so I met him when I did that show again yeah. well over a year ago. But th- but they do the daily five days a week for Star Wars. God damn, and, that's that's and some so that's that's how they've in, in like in the past uh, six or seven years have made it through. You know, eight or eight or nine now uh, seasons, essentially. Good God! Of the well, God bless him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thanks to them and a whole uh, movies by minutes community. You can find it at moviesbyminutes.com. Um. And yeah, thanks so much, Joe. Uh, and I think we'll wrap it up here. Um. That sounds great. Thank so, you. Yeah. So until minute eighty-seven next week, hopefully, <laughs> it's all happening. It's all happening, baby. I am a golden god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.